Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, everyone. This is Chris, and I'm with the Future Tech Podcast. Our guest today is Jacob Kowaleski. And he's the founder of Lisk Academy. Welcome, Jacob. How are you today? Well, I'm very well, thank you. Um, congratulations on getting my surname right on the first go. That's a very rare talent. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, give us a bit about your background and how you got involved in the blockchain cryptocurrency spectrum. Um, so, I started dabbling in Bitcoin um, back at university. When I started university around 2011. Um, then it was just a sort of side hobby and interesting technology, um, but just something to sort of play around with. Um, I used to actually bet bitcoins on games of FIFA. I used to play with my friends, which is obviously now in retrospect quite an expensive hobby I had. Um, and then from there on in, I sort of always pursued um, a career in tech. So I worked for a, um, a startup travel app back in London. Um, I then moved on to a renewable energy company uh, within a marketing role. Um, I then moved on to working in Greece, um, Italy, and Spain um, for a co-working space that's sort of um, like philanthropic in that it helps like, with the refugee crisis in Greece and so on. It was a socially conscious project. And then when I sort of came back to London looking for my next career and opportunity, it sort of just came full circle. I was talking to some friends about how we used to bet Bitcoin on games of FIFA, um, and I sort of started looking into it deeper. And then I realized that it was exactly the technology I was looking for um, to get into. It sort of solved so many real-world problems, which is something that's been a focal point in my career so far. 
So it just seemed like a natural transition. Um, I started investing, and then a few months later, I was packing my bags and moving to Berlin to work for Lisk. Very good. You mentioned that was the technology that you were looking for. What what elements of, of that um, were you looking for? So, I mean, the, the general trend over the course of my career is that every company I've worked for has um, been essentially trying to better the world. The sort of travel app I was working for was also quite socially conscious and that it helps people um, in third world countries. Um, and then also renewable technology is obviously something that's a hot topic and trying to better the world. Similarly with the co-working space I've mentioned, uh, working refugee crisis, it cleaned the ocean and so on. And then all these things felt like they were doing good but not doing enough. And then suddenly when I started reading about blockchain technology, it seemed to seem to streamline and refine all these concepts and make them so much more transparent and better and have this potential, this sort of unmatched potential of helping so many people through one sort of fell swoop of technology, essentially. So, I mean, it became an obsession. I think it's something I share in common with everyone uh, who talks about cryptocurrencies and blockchain that suddenly fall down this rabbit hole and it's all you read about, it's all you care about, it's all you want to talk about. And that's what blockchain became for me. So it, it just seemed like the exact technology and career I was looking for um, in helping the world through technology, essentially. Very good. It, it's amazing how, if, if you think about probably the past 20 or 30 years, if you think about how much the world has um, grown smaller with technology, and yet, you know, we're still, we still have conditions in third world countries that are, you know, just not very humane. And we see this new technology being um, being introduced, and it's empowering quite a few people. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, it, it just it's these third world countries that are some of the best adopters of technologies like this. Um, you look at places like Africa; they sort of completely skipped this outdated and archaic system of having landlines or telephones, and essentially gone straight to mobile. And it's because of that that I mean, blockchain has become one of one of the main use cases in Africa, where people are their own banks because they have access to these mobile phones. Landlines aren't really a thing, and and they're sort of becoming the sort of the unbanked people are becoming banked essentially. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a fantastic use case, and it just shows that how how necessity speeds up adoption. Very good. Well. Tell us how you came about to found Lisk Academy and what does Lisk Academy do? Um, so one of the main problems I found when diving back into cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin is that there wasn't um, too many sources of information that I could work with. I didn't know a great deal about the technology and I was very eager to learn. But um, a lot of the sources of information I came across were either too technical um, or just clearly and shamelessly marketing, essentially. And I sort of, it was a problem that I was dealing with constantly, and obviously it helped me that I was dealing with these technical um, pieces, learning about blockchain, definitely sharpened my knowledge, but some people don't have that patience or that eagerness to get into blockchain. Um, so when I was interviewing with Lisk, it was the first thing I said that I would like to do for them. I'd like to break down this barrier um, to entry into this technology that currently sort of exists in the form of difficult to understand tech and these technologies that people struggle to wrap their heads around sort of make them as simple as possible. Um, and that's essentially what the Lisk Academy became and it's still becoming. It's taking all these complex concepts of a P2P network, of a, of a transparent system that also offers privacy of nodes, of consensus protocols, of all these things, all these words that sort of scare people away from blockchain and cryptocurrencies. 
um, and make them friendly, make them digestible, make them easy to understand. Um, the aim of the academy is to have anyone be able to explain blockchain technology to someone else within 10 minutes of reading. Um, there's a section in the academy called Explain Blockchain to Me Like I'm Five Years Old. We're currently developing an animation to complement that, and it's, it's, we're trying to make it as simple as possible. Um, because, I mean, everyone at LISC is aware that blockchain is going to change the world. Everyone who works in blockchain is aware of it. But making everyone else aware and everyone else understand how powerful the technology is, um, that is the next sort of barrier to adoption that we're trying to break down through the LISC Academy. It's amazing what that simplicity does for spreading the knowledge. And it, I was involved in a couple of projects where, um, you know, things get really, really complicated. And then I came across a, a mentor that mentioned something like, you know, if my granddaughter can explain or understands how this works, then I've reached the right audience. And exactly. Um, so that, yeah, so that the video you're talking about, I'm, I'm curious to hear a bit more about that, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the use case we are using for the explained blockchain, like I'm five years old, is... Um, it's Santa Claus, actually. It's a story about a child who wanted to get a cat for Christmas, um, but the middleman, that middleman being that parent, um, kept sort of taking this, this letter to Santa and sort of reading it and getting them a pair of socks, and then eventually they upload their information to the blockchain, or what they want for Christmas to the blockchain. Um, it gets confirmed by these nodes, um, which sort of masquerading as elves in the story. Um, it gets to Santa, and the child gets what they want for Christmas. Obviously, it's a very, very simple example, um, but it's getting the younger generation and really young kids to sort of understand that blockchain is technology that cuts out the middleman. That means you can interact directly with the party you want to interact with and you can trust that you are interacting with them and it's streamlining all these processes. Um, I'm obviously aware it's a simple example, but like I said, it's powerful to the five-year-olds. And I mean, the sooner we get the younger generation aware of the technology, then it sort of starts opening doors for them to start doing stuff with the technology themselves. Um, so yeah, that, that, that explained blockchain like in five. Excellent. So uh, what unique problems have you encountered along the way to um, re refine or distill complex concepts into something, you know, something easily digestible? Um, I'd say the main problem um, I've, I've found so far is working within the space and especially alongside developers, you're constantly talking about quite complex concepts in regards to blockchain technology. Um, and it almost begins to feel sort of second nature talking about it. So it's sort of taking that step back and once again diluting it to the point where everyone can understand it. Um, has been challenging so far. Like when I had people reviewing my first draft of the copy of the Lisk Academy, they're like, this, this is simple, but I still don't understand it. And that's when I was like, okay, I need to simplify it more. But it's, it's when you're within the realms of a subject all the time, thinking about the subject, talking about the subject, um, some complex aspects of it become simple and second nature, so it's taking that step back and remembering where I was when I was trying to learn about the technology and bringing it back to that level of simplicity. Um, and I mean, I don't think it's completely finished yet. I think it might, some of the content can still get simpler, and that's very much something I'm still doing, reviewing the content, making it more robust in some ways, but also making it more simple and understandable, and it's, it's going to be an ongoing process, but I definitely think it's worth doing. Very good. And when you think about, you know, generational differences, when you're talking about bringing blockchain uh, or making blockchain understandable to a five-year-old, that, that five-year-old is going to, they're going to grow up with that concept and not know anything different. So they'll simplify, you know, when, when they're adults, they're going to be simplifying things that we haven't even thought of yet. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, once you start opening the door of this technology to 
to the younger generation, they're going to start playing with it on a daily basis. And that's where the most um, exciting things are going to come from. I think blockchain and cryptocurrencies is nowhere near its peak um, because it's such a young technology. And I think the real, the real exciting things are going to start happening in 5, 10, 20 years when the kids who are now 12, 15, 17, 20 years old are going to start really getting their hands on it and start sort of reshaping the world using this technology. Um, when they'll start wondering why they ever need a bank in the first place, like myself and yourself, we grew up in a world where banks were the norm and there wasn't a world outside of banks. But these kids who have things like Bitcoin are going to be like, why Why should I work, wait five working days to send a transaction? That doesn't make any sense. Um, and they're going to start growing up with this normalization of blockchain and start using it to, to do very exciting things, in my opinion. So the quicker you get people aware of it and using it and just playing with it, um, the, the quicker we speed up adoption and the exciting things that are on the horizon, in my opinion. What do you think are like the near term, the near term future of blockchain is? Like maybe in the next year and a half to three years, what developments do you think are realistic? Um, I mean, there's a lot because um, blockchain is such a multifaceted um, technology and aspect. You've got the sort of trading cryptocurrency aspect as well as the adoption of the technology itself. Um, within cryptocurrencies, as far as I'm concerned, I think decentralized exchanges are the future. Um, right now, where you trade cryptocurrencies as an exchange, where you sort of swap Bitcoin for Ethereum, Ethereum for Lisk, and so on, um, these are all very centralized, which is where a lot of the hacking problems come from. Because at the end of the day, when you're when you're uploading your your cryptocurrencies to these places, you're storing them in one big central wallet that this organization controls. And I mean, that's an ideal honeypot for a hacker because it's just one point of targeting, whereas a decentralized exchange is where you transact directly with other people without having to sort of give up your finances and your assets to someone, some other larger party. Um, so in my opinion, that's going to be the future or like the next year, year and a half is where we're going to start seeing exchanges like this become the norm. Um, in terms of the technology itself, um, it's a personal hope of mine that conversations, especially in the mainstream, start shifting away from just the volatile price of Bitcoin. I mean, you saw it a few months ago when Bitcoin started really skyrocketing. That that was all people spoke about. They're like, what is Bitcoin? How can I invest? It's going up, it's going down. That's, that's not a conversation about speeding up adoption or helping people understand blockchain technology. Um, so I would love to see speakers and um, people like that sort of going to the mainstream, actually preaching about blockchain technology and moving the conversation forward from just the price of Bitcoin to how this technology is and will change the world. I, I agree with that. The, the investment aspect can be very polarizing for widespread adoption uh, because many people feel like, in, in the case of Bitcoin, that's the, that's the catchphrase. That's what they hear all the time. So when Bitcoin comes up, they hear, oh, it's this crazy amount of money that I can't afford. I need to buy one Bitcoin. And with that volatility in place and people talking about the, you know, jumping in or jumping out, it, I think it really separates a lot of people rather than bringing them in. So that's an excellent point that you mentioned there. Um, what exactly, are, exactly. Um, it's, yeah. Sorry. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's one of the things we covered in, in the academy itself as well, because um, like I said, it's one of the things that I've sort of been faced with most um, as a question, people are like, well, I'd really love to get into this, but I can't afford for 20000 that Bitcoin costs right now. And I mean, once again, having been in the field the whole, so, for so long, I, I don't even think of it as a problem. I'm like, obviously, you can buy a half a Bitcoin, a quarter of a Bitcoin. 
Um, but it's something that people are, are seeing as a barrier to entry. I mean, if, if there's a whole article on it in the academy itself, actually, about how you can literally buy um, something called a Satoshi, which is like the very smallest amount of the Bitcoin, up to, I mean, a mega Bitcoin, which is a million Bitcoins, which I mean, I think no one's going to buy on their first entry. But um, there's obviously the spectrum that you can um, sort of buy to, to start participating. It's exciting. Space. Agreed. So what you mentioned kind of a brief experience of someone that's getting involved. What are some other experiences um, that people are going to find with Lisk Academy? Um, so, I mean, the other aspects of sort of getting into crypto and blockchain, I mean, there's something called an ICO, um, an initial coin offering, which is where people crowdfund um, blockchain and cryptocurrency projects. And in return for these donations or these investments into these projects, um, they give out cryptocurrencies at the earliest stage possible. Um, now, the ICO sort of industry or space is riddled with, with scams, um, with fake ICOs. It's a very problematic industry because it's not regulated at all. And so a whole section of the Lisk Academy is dedicated to people who want to know what an ICO is for a start, um, how they can participate, what they need to do um, to safely participate, in that they have to examine the white paper, in that they have to be um, wary of phishing sites, in that they have to research a team and the concept. Um, and then everything from that to how to run your own ICO if you're in a position to do so and you have a great idea for cryptocurrency in the blockchain project. And um, the Lisk Academy also provides you information with how to actually run your ICO. Um, that's alongside, obviously, how to invest in cryptocurrency, um, right down to, I mean, yeah, what is blockchain? And sort of right down to the core of um, the concept of value, even, is explained in the Academy because I think it's important before we start understanding and what Bitcoin is and why Bitcoin's even got value. You start getting your head around what value is and where value has come from. So, I mean, it's, it's this whole spectrum, essentially, of running your own ICO to write down to what value is. It's all covered there. What are the, what are the current demographics for users of Lisk Academy? Um, it ranges quite a lot. So, the people who... It's, well, I mean, it's, it's written for everyone, essentially. Um, some of the JavaScript developers I've spoken to who started... Um, working at Lisk or interviewing for Lisk were sort of almost ashamed to admit that they didn't know about blockchain because there was a perception that, I mean, if you're a developer, surely you know about blockchain. It's very you know, computer-based. Um, but, I mean, we found this not to be the case necessarily. So so the academy's written for maybe a developer who wants to sort of find out about blockchain but doesn't know where to start. Um, right down to my mum. Like, my mum had no idea what I was doing while I was moving to Berlin. I was like, okay, give it a few months and write this academy and then you can start reading about the technology. Um, essentially, anyone, anyone I speak to, I recommend they find out about blockchain technology and sort of have a read through the Lyft Academy. So, I mean, it's literally for everyone. There is no um, target demographic. There is no, it's not dedicated for everyone. It's literally whoever wants to find out about the technology and start and sort of asking questions and turning the wheels and it's there for them essentially. Very good. Where do you see where do you see Lisk and the project going in the next few years? Um, I mean in terms of Lisk itself, um, once we release our core and then our sidechain development kit, um, we're gonna start seeing people developing um, blockchain applications and their own ICOs with Lisk. That's something I'm very excited for personally when I can actually start managing and helping with these ICOs and these budding ICOs to fulfill their potential. Um, that's something I'm very excited for for LISC itself. Um, in terms of the academy, 
We want to keep adding modules, as I mentioned, with the sidechain development kit. Once we launch that, we're going to add something called the Blockchain Builders module to Velisk Academy, where we can actually teach people how to um, use Velisk products and use JavaScript and run their own ICOs and sort of literally get people from start to finish being able to do this. And then we want to start providing a LISC diploma as well in partnership with an educational institution that's going to actually have value um, to employers in the future where they can see that someone's got this. So they know the person knows about blockchain, they know the person knows about JavaScript, and we want to make the LISC Academy more than just an educational tool you can read. We want it to be somewhere where you can actually get tested and sort of use it to certify knowledge of blockchain and JavaScript. Um, I mean, I think the future is very exciting for Lyft. I think there's, there's a lot to look forward to, especially over the course of 2018, for sure. Excellent. So uh, what are what are the things that are coming in 2018? What's the next thing? Um, in terms of Lyft? Yes. Um, I mean, in terms of, like I said, so we're, we're releasing our core. It's going to testnet fairly soon, um, which means it's going to be ready to go within uh, six weeks, six to eight weeks, I'd say. Um, and then, I mean, that's going to start sort of we're kicking off the launch of our sidechain development kit. Um, so the kit that we're actually going to use able to start using sidechains and using the list product, essentially. Um, so I mean, that's, that's what I'm very much looking forward to over the next, um, and I mean, the whole community is as well, and I'm very aware of that, but that's, that is going to be the next big step over the course of 2018, where we release um, the sidechain development kit that has been promised since our ICO. Great. So the sidechain development kit, we'll be looking for that. Any final thoughts yeah. before we wrap today? Um, I mean, I advise, obviously, for people to, um, to be wary when getting into cryptocurrency. That's something. I'd also advise them to read the Lisk Academy, of course. I think it's, it's the greatest starting point you can have. Um, obviously, I'd be inclined to say that because it's, it's part of my project, but I really, really believe it, it can provide value for anyone looking to get into cryptocurrencies and blockchain. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's, it's a very exciting space. It is very much the future, and I think everyone should certainly know about it. Um, there's obviously these conversations that you hear a lot, especially in mainstream media, that it's, it's risky, it's a scam, it's, it's, it's a passing fad. But I mean, um, there are conversations like this that haven't been had back in the 90s where people are like, oh, the internet's a great idea, but it's, it's too much connection. I don't think it's going to really rise. I think it's going to be a passing trend. I mean, look at us now. Um, and I think blockchain has the potential to be as revolutionary and as world-changing. So it's like if you wanted to know about the internet, if you want to find out about the internet in the 90s or in the late 2000s, you can be that person now finding about, out about blockchain sort of being ahead of the trend. And I recommend everyone um, does that sooner than later, personally. Great. Jacob, what's the best place that people can contact you and find out more about LISC? Um, so the LISC Academy is found at www.lisc.io forward slash academy. Um, if you have any ideas, any suggestions, any feedback, you can email me personally at academy at lisc.io. Um, you can also reach out to me on my Twitter um, at Jacob, J-A-C-O-B, Kowalewski, K-O-W-A-L-E-W-S-K-I. Um, obviously not the easiest place to spell and reach. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always at the Lisc Academy and I'm always at Lisc. So if you just want to send over any suggestions to the Academy, any subject you'd like to be covered or even a question that you have that you still wasn't covered, um, academy at lisc.io is certainly the best place to find me. Excellent. Jacob, thank you so much for joining us today. I learned a lot and I, I know that our listeners will as well. Thank you very much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Jacob. 
Kowaleski with Lisk Academy. And we'd like to thank everybody for listening in to the Future Tech Podcast. We will catch you here next time. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000-plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.